Do you want to start a business to give your family more freedom? Do you desire to have a marriage that makes your friends jealous? Do you want to spend more quality time with your children? We are your hosts, Matt and Jocelyn Woodruff, and we cannot wait to share this journey with you. Welcome to our family-friendly podcast. Join our conversations where we talk about how to build a business that will give us the freedom we choose. Welcome to the Family Life Movement Podcast. Welcome to the Family Life Movement Podcast. Today we have Jocelyn and Matt Woodrum, your hosts. Hey, that's us. Hey, how'd that work out? <laughs> um, so the last two weeks we had uh, Rihanna on and she spoke about dealing with trauma. And I mentioned at the beginning of those two episodes that we recently had some grief um, in our, a death in our family. Um, our puppy. <laughs> he will always be a puppy. Um, we lost our dog. Uh, he was almost 10 years old and ended up with some kidney failure and was at the end stage of kidney failure. And there really wasn't much that could be done. Um, and so we decided to have him put down. Um, anyway, so we're going to be talking about how we walked through grief with our children. Um, this was the first time that our children have really been exposed to death and dying, um, and loss. Um, and so we just wanted to share that. And, um, if anybody has any, uh, suggestions on how that they, or other tips that they've, uh, walked through, I know a pet can be very different, um, than a family member. Um, grandparent can be very different than a sibling or a parent. I mean, so there's a, there's a whole gamut, um, across the board here. Um, so anyway, we, that's what we wanted to talk about. It's been a little over two weeks now, so we're in a different place than we were two weeks ago, for sure, um, with the whole this thing. And we've actually seen a little bit of a progression with our kids as well. So that is what we are talking about today. Such an important subject, and I think another reason why it's so important is because in today's society, we have a sense of loss. We have a sense of loss and identity. We have a sense of loss with the different things that are going on in the United States. And so I think a lot of these steps that we're going to be talking about today can also be implemented in a loss of identity and a loss of culture and a loss of respect and a loss of uh, respect and a, and a loss of these all these different things. So as we were talking, uh, you know, please keep those things in mind because you know if you live in the united states there's there's a lot going on right now and and you know in a future episode that's something we'll definitely cover but there's definitely a lot going on yeah so uh what we first wanted to talk about was how we broached the subject when we realized that toby was um ill and not going to be able to recover um we had a few days. The vet, we went in on a Tuesday and the vet said that he, they really recommended by the end of the week. It wasn't something that had to be done that day. Um, thankfully, I think that would have been a different situation for us. Um, so we did have a few days. I think it ended up being Thursday. Um, we really didn't want to do it as the start to the weekend. So we did it Thursday night. Um, and we had, I learned 
some things and just talking to my kids, you know, I'm still like reeling from the vets, you know, comments that, you know, this, this is it. Um, and I'm talking to my kids and my husband telling them cause at, you know, because of COVID I was the only one who was able to go into the office with them. Um, and you know, so I'm telling my husband that it's time to put him down. Well, the kids did not understand that terminology at all. Um, and, and they didn't understand putting him to sleep, um, either. Um, so we had to use the word Toby is going to die. And that was really challenging for me as a mom but at the same time you know um i've heard from doctors too that they have to use those words to get the message across with you know to us you know sometimes those euphemisms don't always work well let's talk about that for a second so you know i talked to my mom uh after we figured out and she really pointed out the importance of using proper terminology because if we use words like sleep, then we can either be minimizing um, what Toby's going to be going through, mm-hmm. or we can, without meaning to be, encouraging our daughters to want to quote unquote go to sleep so that they can see Toby. Um, and so understanding that terminology was really, really important, you know, especially for our three girls. And and our kids are in different places too. Yeah. Um, obviously the, the baby, she and Toby were really good friends, but she doesn't seem to miss to notice at this point. She did notice in that first week, she went to give him a treat and he was not there. She was really confused. Um, but you know, our seven year old understands things so much more. <laughs> um, yeah. And, um, I, I don't know if your mom mentioned this as well, but I've also heard that some kids, will say oh they're putting him to sleep when will he wake up and so it's they they don't realize that he's gone permanently (laughs) yeah well it was really interesting on tuesday when we found out that toby was going to be put to sleep that it was really heartbreaking and it was really difficult for either of us to find the right words and i think the thing that pained at least me, is listening to our seven-year-old telling our five-year-old what was really happening. Mm -hmm. And then Carissa, our five-year-old, saying, well, what is Naya going to do? Our baby, because that is her best friend. She is losing her best friend. And, And I think that that was one of the most difficult parts well, you've got your, your kids explaining what's going on because part of you wants to sit back and just, just listen to it to see exactly what it is that they're getting from the situation. How they're processing it. Yeah. And then I remember that comment from Carissa, we were driving down back home and both of us just lost it again. We had calmed down a little bit, you know, and, and, oh yeah, your waterwork started all over again. Oh, yeah, I think like, that, oh. Well, and I think that kind of goes on to our next point is that when the girls, when we got home and they started asking questions, we answered and we asked them, do you guys have any questions and different things like that? Because you are allowed to feel, we want to encourage you guys that this is a sad time and we want to encourage you guys to feel 
what's going on? And none of those feelings are right. None of those feelings are necessarily wrong. People process this stuff in different ways. So like, were there any questions that you specifically got? Uh, I think we talked about why he wasn't going to get better. I think that was really the big thing is, you know, at that point he was still walking around. Um, he was, he had lost quite a bit of weight, um, and he'd slowed down, but to the kids, he was still walking around and, you know, participating. He would perk up once in a while and, and play for a little bit. Um, he went downhill just very, very quickly. Um, so to them, you know, they just thought he was, you know, just a sickness and why isn't he going to get better? And, you know, and trying to explain to them the medical side of things, which, I mean, I'm not an expert in kidney function, <laughs> um, at all. I, I know it, it, it's, you know, there's various levels and I, I know end stage is end stage. Um, and stage one, you can live with for a very, very long time. Um, Anyway, so, and, and I know that there's other methods that we could have taken. Um, the doctor didn't think it was going to be very quality of life for him. They were talking hospital treatment and then IVs at home. And that just was not an option for our family for multiple multitude of reasons. I, I'm not squeamish necessarily, but having him hooked up to tubes and IVs um, would have just been torture for Toby. And that was just, was not an option for our family. Um, so if anybody has any comments on that, that that's not something that we really want to talk about at this point. We, we, we felt it was the right decision. Um, especially it was, it was really interesting for me. Um, after the vet told us, you know, this is end of life. Um, I saw how sick he really was. It was like, I didn't see it before that, but those last two days, I really saw it. And, well, you know, and, and I got, think the kids did too. When we got into the car on that Tuesday, I remember telling you that there were three different options. Um, before we went to the vet, yeah. And I remember saying, like, in the first two options, neither one of them are good. And then the third is, hey, we can give him some medicine and he'll be good and perk right up. But I think, you know, to your point, as the girls would come up and they would start talking about them, mm -hmm. or they would start asking questions, they would start, you know, hey, I miss Toby and stuff like that. And we encourage that. But I think one of the important things is that when they switch topics, we let it go too. We needed to let it go as yeah. well. Yeah, and we, we needed to be ready to have that switch. Uh, it was their cue. I, I personally feel like that was like when they switched topics on us, it was their cue to say, I'm done talking about this right now. So they can go and process. Everybody processes things in different ways. You know, we all know that some people need to talk about it for days and some people need to be alone and quiet to process. So, you know, we wanted to let the kids do what they felt was best for them because we have different kids. <laughs> oh, it, and it was really was, interesting we, when they were dealing with it because Leyland's very logical, but at the same time, she, you know, she holds back some of her emotion, which if Carissa gets into that emotional state, she just lets loose. And so it was really interesting to kind of watch them and to encourage them to feel uh, there on Tuesday and on Wednesday, I even told them, I said, it's okay to feel whatever it is that you feel. And it's okay to not be okay. And that was something yeah. we really emphasized to them at, at bedtime when we were laying in bed. Um, 
all three nights, you know, um, you know, it's okay to be sad. It's okay to not feel okay right now. Um, yeah. Um, and something that we did do is we did let the kids say goodbye at the vet. That was not originally part of our plan. Um, we were not present when they, um, did the, um, injection. Um, I think the way that it was done was good because the girls got a piece but at the same time they they you know they wanted to be there they wanted to say goodbye and stuff like that but at the same time they didn't see the actual act right they were able to remember toby still fairly happy um, yeah and not yeah um yeah so and and matt and i have noticed that that we grieve differently i mean this is this is i mean we've, we've lost grandparents um well, I since mean, we've been married. since we've been married, yeah. you know, we've, since we've known each other, I've seen you go through the grieving process with all of your grandparents and, you know, you've seen me lose other people and, and stuff like that. I don't, I don't know if anyone real close to me, but we, we, so we've kind of seen, but it, it was really interesting to watch both of us because there were moments where I was grieving where it looked and I, I almost got a third person view of myself mm-hmm. on the way I was, on the way I was handling it. I, what I noticed that with your grief is that you were home with the kids Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, whereas I was at work. And so you were, there for their entire grief and come Friday afternoon we decided to let you just run away and go to a hotel for the weekend um because he needed that to grieve he needed that to process because he had been with the kids that whole time and hadn't really had a chance whereas if I had gone off by myself I think I would have wallowed um whereas I, I think some of that's just because of our current life situation too, is I, I had some alone time in the car between build, you know, or on my way into and out of work. Um, and you were here with the kids. So you were dealing with the kids grief process. Anyway, so well, <laughs> you know, I, I, I put my grief on the back burner up until Naya got a hold of a treat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and she ran into the bedroom and, and she's got the cutest little run but she runs into the bedroom she sees that toby's not there this was on friday and she looks back at me and then she runs out to the living room because the couch is the second place where toby was always laying always just kind of chillaxing and she looks and then she looks at me and she was so puzzled and it hit me at that point that, wow, she really doesn't understand that he's no longer here. And I, I completely lost it because, like, Laylin understood, Chris understood, like, as much as their, their young minds could. But here's Naya, who loved playing with Toby. They were buddies, like Carissa had said. They, they yeah, were, she would, and I don't know how much food she didn't actually eat because she would well, eat she, Toby. she would always go and get the leash yeah. uh, for Toby yep, to did. take him out. She always wanted to take the leash from us so that she could take Toby out. Mm-hmm. And so to see her look up to me and with utter confusion, 
and I lost it and I shared that with you and, and that's where you were very gracious. And I think one of the, the, the great things about marriage through all this is that Jocelyn saw that I needed to grieve. She could see that she could see it in my face. And I told her, I don't, I don't know what, what I remember that work. conversation that night. You're like, I don't know what I need right now. And I'm like, whatever you need, tell me. And then that's what we will figure that out. So like, <laughs> if, if you're grieving, I would definitely encourage you to, to, to help each other out. That way you can be there better for your kids. Um, without Jocelyn helping me through that, I wouldn't have been able to be there for my kids. And that leads us to, you know, the second point, which is, you know, we wanted to show kids, our kids, that there are different ways to grieve and none of them were wrong. At one point, Layla wanted to make a photo book mm-hmm. of Toby and memories and different things like that. She was gung-ho for it. And lo and behold, it never got done because she didn't feel like it. And that's okay. You know, I printed off several different pictures. I think just looking through the memories was enough yeah. for her at that time. And maybe maybe at some point that book will come, come back out. But um, uh and then that was the, I think that was the important part was actually going through those memories and talking about the good times and the funny things that he did. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> yeah, definitely. And then again, you know, the, to, to the next point, you know, going through this grieving process and, and I, I can't even fathom, I can't even imagine what it would be like to lose a, a child or a parent or anything. But I think that one of the biggest things that I learned through all this, and we we tried to encourage our kids to understand this, is that it is okay not to be okay. Like, you know, the one thing that neither one of us asked our kids is, hey, are you okay? Are you okay? Okay. Are you okay? And I even said in the car, uh, we talked about it, is that it's okay to feel. It's okay to be in the moment. It's okay to grieve. It's okay to be sad because you need to go through this in order to heal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can't just skip to the end and um I'm going to jump I'm going <laughs> to jump off the the script here a little bit. Um not that it's scripted. Um but the the girls I think it was that weekend or maybe it was the couple of days after um the girls at prayer uh we pray every night and we will ask what we want to ask Jesus for. And that's how we phrase um, like asking supplication time and the girls Layla in particular prayed for another dog and we told her we like th- that is a valid prayer we weren't discrediting that but we also felt like it was really important that we fully great grieve for Toby before we replace him because there is no replacing him um and we didn't Matt used the word rebounding when we were having that conversation. He's like, he didn't want there to be a rebound dog. Um, And I I don't personally feel like we're in a place to have a dog. I think (laughs) Um, I, I, Toby was a part of the family before, you know, and so he was going to be a part of our family until he was no longer able to be. Um, But I don't feel like putting, adding, (laughs) and that's another conversation for another day. You know, as as we start to wrap up the conversation, I think one of the most important things that we did is that we encouraged our girls to share their favorite memories of Toby. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that way he, his memory can live on his, like we, we can remember who he was. We can remember his great personality, playing games, playing with toys and, and squeaky toys and, and going after bubbles, the Houdini dog. And, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and so I, I don't think there would be a better way to end this podcast except for us to share our favorite memory okay. of Toby. And I didn't tell you that we're going to do this no, you didn't. And, and just kind of a spur of the moment. But what would you say is, is like your, your top favorite memory of Toby and why? Mm. That is tough. Okay. So there's so many fond moments <laughs> uh, and so many frustrating moments. Um, <laughs> I mean, with any, any, any creature. Um, <laughs> I, I, I think uh, the bubbles is probably my favorite. So um, we were in, um, it was like a warm day. So we were outside, yeah. we were playing bubbles, playing blowing bubbles. And for some reason he was outside in the yard. One of the few times that we did this. Without a leash. Without a leash. And he apparently had never played with bubbles before, <laughs> but he went crazy over these bubbles. He chased them and, oh, he loved them more than the kids did. Um, I, I think Leyland was probably, what, four, probably? Yeah. Yeah, and Carissa's probably two. Um, but, yeah, oh, he, and we have a video of that, and <laughs> it, was, it was good. That was a lot of fun. Yeah, I, I think Bubbles is probably definitely at the top. As far as one-time events, that would probably easily yeah, be my yeah. favorite. Uh, you know, the probably my, a couple of my favorites is I would always have a squeaky toy and and, and be li- trying to. He would bite it, and I would lift him up off the ground, uh, just kind of joking around, playing around, and and stuff. And then probably my probably my all-time favorite is that we had this game where. Uh, he would be sitting on top of a quilt and I would put my hand under the quilt and scratch at it. And then he would go and try to attack my hand. And it was just they fun. Would, they could, they could have played that game for hours. Yes. Yeah. Toby loved that game. I think he thought he was like attacking a mouse or something like that, but Oh, they, they played that game for hours. They loved that game. But I do have fond memories of watching you guys play. With that. <laughs> But, you know, regardless of where you're at, if you're grieving and, and whatever for, and whether it's for a pet or something else, I think one of the biggest things that, so I think one of my biggest takeaways, and I've known this, you know, through my life story and stuff like that, probably the biggest thing that I have learned is that it is okay to not be okay. You know, in society as parents so often, and, and I've been guilty of this as, as a husband and as a dad, where, hey, it, you know, it's going to be okay. We'll, you know, we'll get through this and stuff like that. And there's sometimes where we just need to be in the moment, feel that pain so that we can get better and we don't place that pain on the back burner. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I'm going to throw a question at you that's not on the list. Oh, <laughs> okay. So part of what family life movement is about is parenting. And part of it is about being an entrepreneur or having, um, having another job, having a lot going on in your life. Um, so how do you feel you handled that balance? I put in quotations because as we've talked before, a lot of people have different meanings on that word. Um, so how do you feel you've balanced that with the parenting and around 
an event that happened in our family and, and having the entrepreneur side of your, your life at that time? You know, I, I'm, I'm currently in a, in a different coaching program and, and, and different things and learning a lot and going and doing a lot, homeschooling dad and, and stuff like that. I love what one of my coaches said through the, this program, and that is you have to give yourself permission to grieve. There are so many times that, especially as parents, we want to do it all. We want to see it all. We want to uh, homeschool our kids. We want to, you know, be the emotional basket case. We want to, you know, we, and we, we pick up all these different things and we have a hundred different items on our plate at the exact same time. You think of a supper plate and there's just a whole bunch of different items on there. Buffet line. When we exactly. used to be able to go to buffets. <laughs> <laughs> Way back in the day. <laughs> it feels like years it ago. It dates it. <laughs> but there's this thing where we have to give ourselves permission to grieve. And when we do that, we, you know, you, you think of the, the trays that have, uh, and, and they're cut out to where you have different compartments. Mm. And when you give yourself permission to grieve, you give yourself permission to put down your business. You give yourself permission to say, okay, we're going to be in the moment. I'm going to hang out with my kids and I'm going to give myself permission to put down the homeschooling, to put down the business, to put down these different things, these different items so that we can pick up and that we can grieve. I'm going to give myself permission to grieve, to get through this hurdle so that later I can go and pick up these different things and I don't have to worry about feeling guilty for taking a couple of days or even a week off. Cause I took almost, you know, I took several days off the program. I took several days off my business. I took several days off of doing a whole bunch of other different things. And I know homeschooling was put on the back burner. And, and yeah, homeschooling. Which is appropriate. And <laughs> I think that's one of the biggest things that I learned as far as having, and, and I keep myself busy with homeschooling and stuff like that. And I'm regularly each weekend I'm going out and doing different things and trying to get stuff done. And I'm, I'm working out and losing weight and, and all these different things. But I think when we're grieving and when we have lost something, when we've lost a piece of our identity, because that's what Toby was to us was he was a piece of our identity. He was part of the family. Yeah, yeah, you know, when we would go to grandparents, we would have to figure out what to do with them. When we went to, you know, your moms and, and stuff like that, everywhere we went, he was a part of that. And so I think one of the biggest things that I learned, and I, I'm so thankful for my, my coach for reminding me of this, is that we have to give ourselves permission to compartment compartmentalize. <laughs> That's still not right. You're the speech therapist. <laughs> in a separate category <laughs> to put things in containers so that when I'm done grieving or I don't feel like grieving I can also put grieving inside of a container beside me and I can work on my coaching I, I can men work are better at that than women uh, I, yeah, I, I would agree <laughs> Waffles versus spaghetti yes. is how I've heard that. We can, but we like we can put down the grief. We can put down stuff, and we can come over here and we can work on our business. And when we give ourselves permission to do that, we can pick the grief back up when we feel like it. When it's the right time to. Focus and there's on no it. guilt. Trip. And I I like something you said though. It was for a few days or a week. It wasn't for 
months. Because <laughs> that's something that I feel like I would fall into is if I get off target for life, <laughs> it's hard to get back on. Well, the other awesome part about that is that there are going to be days, there are going to be weeks, there's going to be moments, there's going to be minutes, there's going to be hours where we see things that remind us of Toby. We're going because we still have his toys. Mm -hmm. We haven't got rid of stuff. And there are going to be days for whatever reason it hits us like a ton of bricks. Well, earlier today we were playing cards and I could have sworn he licked my toes. (laughs) (laughs) When we give ourselves permission to put the grief down in a container, that also means we we have the opportunity to give ourselves the opportunity to pick it back up. And say, okay, you know what? I need to I need to grieve for a second. There was a day mm-hmm. I took the trash out last week. I could have sworn I heard him barking. Yeah. And, and we told the kids that it was going to hit us like that every once in a while. That, you know, you'll be fine. And then all of a sudden something will trigger a memory and you will not be okay in that moment. And that's okay. <laughs> that's just part of. So, yeah, I, I think it's great, and, and I think it's important to acknowledge that and to acknowledge it's, it's okay not to be okay. Mm-hmm. It's also okay to give yourself permission to grieve. And I think as adults, that's something we are really, really bad at. <laughs> yeah, I, I've, heard, I've heard of people, you know, like, oh, it's been so long, you know, in movies or whatever. It's been so long. Aren't you over that yet? Um, I don't think there ever is a timeline for that. And I think every single person has a different timeline anyway. Um, some grief, I think, will stick around a lot longer or if it ever gets over. Um, I, I know parents who've lost children, uh, people who've lost their spouses, they've been married to for most of their life. I don't think their hearts ever completely get over oh, that. <laughs> and, and here, here's a great example. And I didn't prep you for this or anything like that. But you still have your grandma's phone number in your phone. I do. And I also have their anniversary still in my phone. <laughs> in and my calendar. That is a, <laughs> it's, it's, it's a, not, a part yeah, of it's not grieving. Scam. And that is okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, and how long has it been? Uh, she passed away 2012. I'm not really sure. It's, it's been quite a few years. And so, you know, as far as people saying, hey, you know what, you'll get over it and stuff like that. I don't think you completely ever get over it. You learn how to live life with a piece of it missing. So if you get this picture, if you get this 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 imagery in your head, Jocelyn loves to do uh, puzzles. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you lose somebody, when you lose a pet, when you lose a person, when you lose part of your identity, when you go through some traumatic stuff, you take a puzzle piece out of that puzzle. Your mind can still fill in that missing piece. It still remembers it. It's hmm. interesting imagery. But like, I, I think that's, that's kind of what I picture grief as. And what I picture, you know, losing somebody, losing Toby, losing, you know, a family dog and stuff. Um, and so, but at the same time, you have to allow yourself to lose that piece. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then it's, it's, yeah, it's okay to not be okay. That's so going to be the title of this episode. <laughs> How many times have we repeated that? All right, I think that's it for today. So um, we are going to definitely continue this conversation in the Facebook group. So please check it out, Family Life Movement um, Facebook group. Links are in the show notes. 
and we hope you guys have a wonderful rest of your week. Thank you for listening to the Family Life Movement Podcast. I hope you had as much fun as we did. To hear our thoughts on the podcast and to continue this conversation, join our free Facebook group by searching for the Family Life Movement. See the show notes for links to our guest social media and websites and any resources that were mentioned will also be linked in the show notes. Also, if you're enjoying the podcast, please go rate and review and send us a screenshot and we will send you a special access gift. Join us next time for more conversations, tips, and tricks on growing your business around your family. Thanks for joining us and have a great day.